Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com earnings right now. NetSuite.com earnings. Our guest is Winnie Wu, China Equity Strategist at B of A Securities. So, Winnie, we are a daily news show, so we tend to focus on things like the discrepancies in the trade numbers that we saw uh, the National Audit Office uh, conducting this review of the trust industry, and even the top leadership in China frustrated with this long development of the semiconductor industry, uh, stories like that. But I was interested to see that you say try to ignore the noise and, and think about the long-term thematic growth stories. Um, give me one in particular you like. Mm, yeah. Um, so from last year, we're saying, you know, what can be the potential winners under China's new strategy in terms of, you know, energy self-reliance, technological self-reliance, inner circulation. And one of the key things is the green economy-related sectors, right? The EV, EV component, renewable energy, and new material. That's aligned to, you know, China's commitment to global decarbonization, and it's important for China's technological leadership and self-reliance. Winnie, you also say that the investors that you've been speaking to are quite bearish. Where are you kind of telling them to put capital aside from what you just mentioned with some of those renewable energy names? Yeah. Um, so currently, you know, investors have no visibilities, right? Whether it's uh, how the COVID situation will evolve, how the property market will evolve, and including, you know, the geopolitical tensions. Um, so for now, we do think it's a good time to accumulate the strategic sectors on the lows, right? So like the green economy is one of the areas, but also like some of the consumer names that could benefit from the post-COVID reopening, right? The restaurants, hotels, beer names. We think they are also the defensive beta to participate in the market at this moment. Long-term growth is good if you get it, but what if you don't get it? I mean, we're seeing signs now that the Chinese economy is slowing down to maybe around 2% annual growth, maybe somewhere in that, in that region. What if that stays like that for a considerable period of time, or do you say that's not possible? Mm. You know, I think for a long time, as the analyst, we criticize criticize China's model of overly credit-driven growth. Mm. So even in the past, they were able to achieve higher rate of growth. The cost of that is probably very high in terms of building up a lot of debt leverage, building up the asset price bubbles. So now that they are pretty committed to this property deleveraging, you know, going forward, even if the growth rate itself is slower, it might be a healthier and more sustainable growth. And I personally think that 
three to five percent is more likely to be the range. Consider, you know, if you look at the, the, the stage of development in other East Asian models like Japan, Korea, Taiwan, you know, after the eight to ten percent, the next stage seems to three to five percent real GDP growth. When it comes to the broader China tech picture, I mean, you talked about this being a potential trading rally back in June of the internet sector. We're a little off those gains that we saw then, but do you still continue to see some hope for this sector and, and the worst of the crackdown behind it? Mm. Um, I think in terms of China's tightening on internet sector, it's probably a long-term um, a, a long-term campaign that will probably last as long as internet remains the biggest sector in the economy or in MSCI China index. However, you know, in the short term, we could see a break. In fact, in the past few months, it's less about policy risk on the sector, but more about real earnings risk. Um, and also, despite the policy risk, internet be- remains to be the largest sector, some of the largest, most with stocks. So I think when the interest on China market comes back, when investors become risk on, people are very likely to come back to buy these uh, very large index heavy liquid stocks. So again, policy uh, very important in China on a number of levels. That's one big area, technology and the internet. Also property. Um, buyers in China at the moment must be put off by concerns about getting delivery since a lot of the buying is of, of properties that uh, are to be built. Uh, is, you know, do you see any policy solution coming on that front? Yeah. I mean, so far, you know, we are seeing the bottom-up approach in terms of local government being, being in charge of trying to stabilize in their local market. There are a number of different relaxation easing at the local level, whether it's lower the down payment, whether it's providing subsidies for tax, etc. But we'll see whether that's good enough, right? Clearly, market prefer to see better policy clarity or signal from the central government, right? So top-down, you know, more mortgage rate cut, relaxation of the second home mortgage policies, and maybe even a national bailout fund will help improve the confidence from the market perspective. You talked earlier about the reopening theme. We're seeing flight bookings to Hong Kong surging 249% after that quarantine cut. At what point do we see Dynamic Zero completely uh, eradicated and and a complete return? When are you expecting a, a very strong recovery here for both Hong Kong and China? I think it's hard to see when will be completely abolished. It's probably going to be a gradual process anyway. But I think investors generally hoping that you know after the party congress, maybe in earlier next year, right? If after this sub, uh, after this winter flu season, rest of the world still not going back to the previous social distancing mask mandate, and uh, the people getting more comfortable, confident with the new uh, COVID variants, um, I think China may feel further uh, be ready to further ease as well. So I would expect the timing to be spring next year. One of the big stories from yesterday was this National Audit Office uh, info uh, from from sources telling us that uh, that they're conducting a review of the trust industry. We haven't talked as much about the shadow banking industry in the past uh, six to nine months, so many other issues. But this one does feed into the stability of the banking sector and overall financial stability. Do you have concerns here? Mm. 
So trust industry has been the key part of shadow banking, and we've been writing on that for the past decade. And the banking regulator has been tightening that for especially in the past five, six years. So on the positive side, we do see that overall trust AUM declined significantly. Even the AUM of property trust is now back down to only around 1.5, 1.6 trillion by first quarter this year, compared to the banking sector asset of like 360 trillion. It's actually should be a quite controllable problem. But for some of the trust players that have quite high leverage right, in terms of AUM equity, we could see problems at individual player level, but I doubt it will translate into a systemic risk. Great to have you on. Winnie Wu, China Equity Strategist at Bank of America Securities. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.